Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. You got something for me, Peter Parker? I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And this is Chris, the uncontested creator, Gossetus. Comic stuff! <laughs> oh yeah, Sony in the house! No, 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 don't give him any props, he's like Kawhi Leonard, man. Oh no, that, mean, that means he's clutch? He's gonna hit the game-winning. What shot. the fuck? He's gonna he's gonna bail on us because like uh, uh I got my button got touched too hard, so my uncle says I can't play no more. I mean I don't want to play no more. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Combo Characters, your favorite NBA podcast. Uh, this is Alfred. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we uh, look we're Spurs fans, and it's gonna hurt for a while. Okay, it's just that's the reality. It's you know Thanos didn't just snap. Half of all the living existence. It it uh, he also snapped half our hearts uh, by making Kawhi um, a little bitch. So uh, <laughs> it's finally here. We waited so long so that everyone could see this movie. That uh, some might argue that we have missed our window. That the hype has died down. To that, I will simply give you a few numbers. Uh-oh. $2.49 billion. That's how much Avengers Endgame is made to this point. Christ almighty. Ending on May 12th. We're hitting the end game, the end of the road for Avatar. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait. I, for one, cannot wait. This is going to be our Avengers Endgame review episode. We're also going to touch on the very, very recently released Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, which connects Touchy. to the film. <laughs> and we're going to do, as a special bonus for this episode, ranking of the 22 MCU films. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be interesting because... Uh, yeah, you got I some just, hot takes coming in? You I, got some hot I, takes? I don't even know if it's hot takes. I would just say that, like, it was harder to put... It was harder for the films at the top to figure mm-hmm. out where those went than the ones on the bottom. Like, it, I don't know. It was like the reverse of the NBA All-Star voting thing <laughs> and, like, who should make the team and who shouldn't. It was, it was it the was opposite a, of whatever that is. It's a 97 draft? There you go. Yes, there you go. Or the 03 draft? That's Yeah, it's just... Man, a lot of NBA talk as usual for this comic book podcast. Uh, so let, let's just let's go ahead and jump on in. Let's jump on in while the water is like room temperature because it's not hot. This movie's been out for a couple of weeks. In uh, in the year twenty nineteen, that means the film has been out for roughly nine months. But let's do it. Let's do this thing, um, Chris. Whoa. We're going to, of course, start with our uh, review portion of the movie, yeah. a film yeah, that has uh, culminated after 21 films and 11 years of narrative <laughs> story, uh, flashback, Flash versus Avengers Endgame. Oh, boy, Chris, Here what you go. got for me, my friend? Stretch, can you stretch. can you just, like, yeah, make sure to, uh, uh, you know, maybe do a little do-re-mi, yeah. some vocal exercises. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have plenty of water there, I imagine, I hope. Maybe Got some right Kentucky here. bourbon. On uh, deck. Make sure, uh, you know, don't don't uh, don't pull a lung, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I got it. Good. Good. And, and now. 
a lot of shit happened. Wow. Okay. Not wrong. Not technically not wrong. Um, <laughs> in the Thanos voice too. That was that was good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Look, guys. If you don't know this story to now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you you all know. You all know this story. You know how you uh, do. We're gonna we're gonna just review because there's so much, so yeah. much to break down in this film. Um, we're just gonna we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna go starting off with uh, the Excelsior portion of the review. Excelsior. Before we continue, I do want to say, and for our, our loyal listeners, y'all obviously know this, but for anybody that happens to be joining us on this particular episode, this journey, remember that part of the journey is the end, and part of this particular journey is spoilers. Because we are going to spoil things for you. If for some reason you have not seen Avengers Endgame to this If you're point, just like clicking on the randoms and the recommendeds and the podcast sh- app you have. Yeah, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you, you're rolling with, cool. Might as well give us a review while you're at there. Five stars, please. You won't. Uh, but if you if you don't want the movie spoiled for you, for whatever reason you have not seen it, go see the film, come back. Because uh, we're not going to make any effort to not spoil it for you at this point. That's why we waited uh, two weeks to do this. So Excelsior, of course, the favorite segment of the movie. Uh, well, this can be outstanding. Remember last week of the film? Uh, can be the narrative can I just, character. Before we jump piece. off, can I, yeah, yeah. can I put the kibosh on saying that uh, the third act is our favorite? <laughs> the fucking battle at the end? Because, of course, right? Right. Right, the greatest uh, like comic action sequence put to film of all time. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like, and you know what? That that's a good point. There's probably gonna be a lot of sort of concessions and kind of rule bending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, this is a movie where they fucked with time. So <laughs> I figure in this review we can kind of bend a little of these uh, segment rules that we've got. Fair for enough. Ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Chris, just I mean, pick. I, I'm gonna. I'm just going to let you pick first, and uh-huh. uh, you might say a thing that I was going to say, but I'll find another thing. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's a lot right. of no, yeah, I had mine, like, my made, my mind was made up in the theater as it happened. It was so great and spot on. It's a uh, poor fucking uh, Ant-Man. He's sitting down. He's, like, finally got out of the van. He, he reunited with his daughter and all that, but he, he's at the Avengers compound in upstate New York. He's sitting down for lunch, and he has his tacos there, and he's kind of, like, del- you know, carefully making sure the topics are correct because he's about to munch down and then all of a sudden the fucking t- everything is blown out the shell because the ship comes down <laughs> and, and, and immediately fucking nebula gives him shit for it like well watch out there's an idiot here on the lawn and then roadie comes down and he goes what's up regular size man <laughs> regular size man the shot the disrespect the I mean, he, sa- he saves everybody. He facilitates the movie, and he just gets <laughs> shit on yeah. for having he's, lunch. He's literally the inciting incident of the film. He, he's the <laughs> one that brings the quantum realm to the table, allows Tony to eventually figure out the quantum bands, and and yeah, they're just playing him so dirty here. So dirty. our guy Scott Lang, uh, Paul Rudd, just a gem in this film. Every he adds to every single scene he's in in this one, um, and if anything, more more of him, 
Yeah. More more Ant Man movies. Let's you know what though? Let's let's throw let's do the uh, Hulk treatment or the the uh, Scarlet or the Scarlet, Black Widow treatment with him. Let's just keep throwing Scott Lang in other Marvel properties. Just oh yeah, uh, just throw him ha- in there. Lukewarm take. Is that the kind of treatment that you think Hawkeye should have had at the beginning? Oh, for sure. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, in fact, well, you know, the thing is with Hawkeye is they at least never gave him his own film, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they are giving him his own. Disney. They are giving him his own series, so we'll see how that goes with the Disney Plus thing. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just really like Paul Rudd a lot yeah, as Scott Lang and what he, how he operates within this film, for yeah. sure. Excellent. I mean, he- yeah. Comedic timing, comedic, oh, comedic wise, he, he's great. Like, um, he's just so much facial expression gets kind of conveyed in an instant. Uh, to that point, like, uh, I thought it was really kind of impactful when he met his daughter again, and like just like seeing the confusion turning to like, oh no, and like understanding, and then like acceptance, all in a span of like three seconds, and joy, and like joy that he gets to yeah. see her at all. Uh, yeah, really good range. Uh, Paul Rudd, underrated actor for sure. I mean, this is a dude that was bouncing around on Friends back in the day. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, he he brings uh, so much joy to this film, uh, mm-hmm. and it, to just his presence. You know, it it doesn't have the cynicism of like of Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, which does have a lot of humor in it too. But there's a lot of sarcasm and cynicism sort of embedded yeah. there. He, this, yeah, yeah, Tony starts at like a, he he starts at a cerbic wit, right? right. And then, uh, Paul Rudd's a fucking golden retriever. Yeah, he's the goal exactly. He's the golden retriever uh, in this film, and it's great. It, the film is just every. It's like a it's a rising tide helps all ships or whatever. <laughs> His presence just lifts every everything else up. Uh, okay, so for me. Oof. Uh so much. So much to pick from. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Spider Man. No no. Something no, Spider Man I mean, did. He's, he's great. He is Tom great. Holland is Spider-Man. Tom Holland is amazing. He's a treasure. <laughs> okay. He said he wants to do twenty more Spider Man films. Well yeah, and I man. I'm like, sure that b- 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 bag is pretty heavy. I'm just saying, where's that Kickstarter at? What do I do I need to drop more money? <laughs> what do I need to do to make this happen? Let's lock it in. Twenty film contract. Let's go. Let's do it. He could do it. He's young, he's agile, he could do it. You All want right. to see Tom Holland on the other end of that? Like, just beaten down, like, yeah, I'm fucking Spider-Man. Who gives like, a shit? Like a current-day Chris Paul? Sure. <laughs> sure. I do. I do want to see that. I want to see I want to see Tom Holland eventually morph into the Jake Johnson, Peter Parker from Spider-Verse. Eating the pizza, you know, doing work, doing abs, but really just Getting eating strong. pizza. Getting strong. Uh, golly. Uh, no, I would say... I I really got to give it to Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow portrayal mm. in this film. Uh, you really see it when she has the, that hologram meeting with the remaining Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to... And she talks to Rhodey about Clint and where his whereabouts might be and what his kind of current status is. And then as soon as 
the hologram turns off, she just kind of breaks down. Ah, uh, just waterworks. It's it's such a a wonderful turn for that character, and mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson nails it. Um, and then she, you know, she's only vulnerable for a second because as soon as Cap comes and makes a, a slight joke, <laughs> she tries to rebound and pretend like, yeah, you didn't see that. And it's, golly, it just, it. I mean, I will say this. A lot of these actors have had the benefit of playing these characters for many, many years at this point. So they, mm-hmm. they really have a good headspace about how these characters would act in certain situations. That does... That is to their advantage, but still, these choices—whether the, the directors or the actors or a combination of the two—the the actor's ultimate ultimate portrayal of these moments is what sells it, and she does such a great job. And then you've got the whole tete a tete thing sort of situation uh, with the Soul Stone, right. with Hawkeye, and then they're back and forth. And then ultimately her... Oh, that spy duel? Yeah, the spy duel. The thing that's like, oh, where's this film? This is what they should have given her a long time ago. Mm -hmm. This is the Black Widow film we've been waiting for. Oh, look, it's literally seconds before she dies. (laughs) But, But all of that, so good. It's so... I don't know, just a really sort of underrated MVP for me. In in a film Mm -hmm. with a ton of contenders for MVP. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's a Black Widow. Magnifique. Trey Magnifique for me over here on my end. Since since this film is just so large, I mean, it is three hours. Do you have a, a, another Excelsior moment you want to you want to drop in? Something you want to? Oh man, mention um, anything that just is really pressing for you? Yeah, um, I think. There's a lot of oh shit moments that happen in the third act, and I'm just gonna pick one of those out of them. Yeah. Um, when the uh, when Thanos just sees he's being overwhelmed, and he goes to his ship, rain fire, and uh, they all start shooting down, and then yeah. uh, they only shoot down for about like, ten seconds maybe because they're yeah. like oh shit, and then you start shooting up real quick, and yeah. I was like oh what the fuck's happening? At first I thought they were trying to divert attention, they're you know shooting shooting up New York or some shit. There, but no, no fucking Captain Marvel coming out of the clouds. And just yeah. tearing that ship to fucking pieces. My yeah. God. <laughs> yes, this is the anime bullshit that was missing a little bit from the third act of Captain Marvel. Just all that. Give me more. Please. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. That, so, uh, you know, one of the minor complaints, I think, with this film that people have had is that they're like, well, I mean, everyone made such a big deal about Captain Marvel. And it was the film that preceded this. Mm-hmm. And, everyone, you know, the Rooster Brothers were like, well, she's so important to the plot. It's, you know, it's great that we've got this movie showing who she is so that you know you can be ready and amped for endgame and ultimately i mean we're talking less than 10 minutes of screen time for her in a three-hour film uh that being said right on board with with you my friend uh that scene is straight out of like one punch man (laughs) it's it's so good and it's it's if you let yourself go in these films and look yourself in the moment yeah, if you yes, exactly. It's are you making a reference to like a song or something? It's that dazzling Guini. There you go. I knew it. I knew that's what. God, I just ah <laughs> uh, rabbit. I knew there was a rabbit reference in there somewhere. Or like a, maybe you're gonna do like a rocket raccoon. I don't know, but I, I just knew that was around the corner. Uh, 
if you just give yourself to the moment of these films and they're comic book movies people like don't like yes we're going to review them and be critical where we need to be but when you're watching it to be there in the moment to try to have fun with it you should i feel like you should want this kind of stuff this real like over the top these real oh shit moments they're great. I mean, this is what comic books put to film should be. Like, the fact yeah. that we can even recreate these kind of moments. The cap with Milnir. Like, uh. straight out of a comic. Like, that's what you want. That's, it's so, so, yeah, Captain Marvel, totally kick ass here uh, in that scene. We'll talk about the, the A-Force moment as well. There's, I mean, I won't even say there's controversy, but there's there are <laughs> feelings that some people have about it. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Does butt hurt uh, count as a feeling? <laughs> I mean, it's something. It, the word hurt is in there, so I guess so. <laughs> uh, that's a great sequence. Um, yeah, I mean, I just brought it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one from the third act as well. Yeah. Cap with Mildir. Uh Wow. Oh, wow. Like. Is as truly sad as some of the other moments were in the film. Nat's death, Tony's mm-hmm. death. Um, you know, as sad and as to the core that you could feel just beaten and, and down in those moments. It's the complete 180 opposite for Cap showing up with Milnir. Uh, that like literally tears of joy. (laughs) I heard people crying out of excitement. And the fact that you can, you can do that in a film that is so hyped like this, that everyone knows is a, is just a big money grab in a way. Cause it is, (laughs) I mean, they dropped almost 400 million to make it. So yeah. The commercial, right? It's a very commercial film. The fact that you can elicit genuine, real joy on that level in that mm. scale with just a moment is amazing. You can imagine being a kid watching this film. I, I mean, I wish. I <laughs> went. Where's those pin particles? Where's the fucking van? Let's go. I guess the van got blown up, but what? You know, where's the the Tony Stark time machine? I, you know, I will say this. Our, uh, especially here in America, let's go a little soapboxy here for a second. Look, America's youth, youth, like the the zillennials or whatever they're called, the the younger kids, they got a lot of shit to deal with nowadays. A lot, a lot, like too much. Learning Fortnite dances. Okay. Yes. No. Um, Come on. Yeah. Cracked like, iPhone screens. Sure, sure, man. Not like, you know, doing active shooter drills and, you uh, know. I, I trying to keep it light. No, I go. I'm going to bring Milnier down now. I'm going to bring the hammer down. <laughs> uh, like, legitimately, legitimately, they've got a lot of shit to deal with. The planet may be ending in, like, 10 or 12 years. Like, that's, uh. are they going to even get a chance? Like, it's rough. So, yeah, that's going to be us in, what, 2031. Um, but the fact that they do, that, you know, that there are kids, like real kids, like 8, 10, 12, maybe even 14-year-olds, that, that get to experience this stuff. I can't even imagine what it's like. It's got to be 
if it's something that you enjoy on this scale, like it's just got to be the best feeling. Mm. And good, good, because they need it. You know, <laughs> uh, we all need it. I think, but like they, they definitely need it. I'm not mad at them for that. I do wish that I could, I could know what youthful joy is, <laughs> but that's not happening. Those days are long gone. Um, yeah, we we could go on and on. Honestly. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, I guess I'll die. Like, <laughs> um, so many other moments we could pick on. Uh, those are just a few. If we get any feedback from you guys that you want us to talk more about the positive things in the film, that, that, or you know that you want us to touch on, we will be happy to do that. But just so that we don't make this a three-hour episode, <laughs> we'll go ahead and move on. We're going to move on to the bizarro portion of the review. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be bizarro number one. It me. It us. Bizarro number one. Okay, so look, this isn't this isn't a perfect film. Uh, we're gonna get into the rankings later, and I was a little sort of surprised where yeah. ultimately this felt this fell for me in my list. Not, not to say that it's like crazy crazy low or anything, but uh, it's it. I was a, I was kind of surprised, but that just that's more of a testament to how good so many of the other Marvel films are. I will tell you this, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'll have to ask him to, to like email it, and we'll we'll bring we'll put it up on the Facebook page um, and maybe talk about it in a future episode. But Daddy Boy, original OG Ig, made a list as well of his 22 Marvel films, including two that I think he hasn't seen, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, and Endgame, for him, was in the bottom third. Wow, so right. I don't ha- I, I don't have mine that low, um, but that was pretty interesting. That being said, this film had so much to do, right? So much to do, so much to see. Hmm. It's a real Smash Mouth situation. <laughs> uh, eleven, <laughs> eleven years, twenty two films. That's a lot. And you know, as you and I talked off the air, we we're talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, you know what would be really funny? It'd be really funny if we did a one episode, a new podcast uh-huh. that was just one episode of that new podcast. And that would that would be the only one we'd do. And it's just <laughs> oh, on the last up. episode Holy of shit, Game man. of Thrones. Just a one episode Game of Thrones podcast uh, to cover the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we act like we've done it since the beginning of the oh, show right <laughs> we'll have like a discontinued merch and everything yeah oh my god all right i'm gonna table that for later <laughs> but we talked about how game of thrones a lot of people aren't liking this particular season and that it just in general in any narrative sticking the landing is incredibly difficult uh, it's like a gymnast it's hard it's really really hard this just film, take, take Hellboy for sorry, real quick. Just take Hellboy oh, yeah. for example uh, from last week, from from last issue, uh, where it, its ending was like, no, 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 this is the part we want to see. Just begin a new story right now. It's okay. This this is good right. now. Right, right, yeah. It's like they literally didn't know how to end the film, so they just started a new one, but then <laughs> ended the film, and it was like, wait, no, 
What? What did you do? Why did you do that? By the way, <coughs> couple of sorry, a uh, couple of quick addendums, I guess, uh, or cor- a letter to the editor, sort of like corrections. Uh-huh. It's uh, House of Secrets ninety two is the first appearance of Swamp Thing. Uh, many people decided to reach out to me about that. Ooh. I I know, guys. I knew I knew that it was. Look, I'm sorry. I know I said like sixty five or whatever. Okay, you fine. Didn't, you didn't even go sixty nine, man. For the nice, 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 nice. I mean, I might have. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> and then on the guitar note, I said Death Leopard. Fine, Motley Crue, okay? <laughs> I know they're not the same. I know the song. The song, it's from Motley Crue. We get it. It's cool. Watch The Dirt on Netflix, apparently. I haven't seen it, but there, it's good. I, I don't, Who's coming for you this hard, man? Just listeners telling me, you know, like, do you know it says, you know it says it's a secret 92, right? It's 92. Yeah, How do you some- not know that? We got some cutthroats in the True Believers. I like that. You know what, True and Believers? The... You just made the list. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, keep me honest. You know, keep me on. But like, okay, fine. You know, I I get the being mad about the comic number thing because comic nerds, right? But like, okay, come on, man. Who who is standing <laughs> for Motley Crue so much that y'all are mad I didn't give him proper credit? And, and look, I, I'm doing it now. It's fine. It's totally fine. Motley Crue. Okay, Lost My Train at the... Oh, bizarre. So, this film had to do so much. Yeah. And it... it You could argue, I think pretty easily, that the third act of the film is the best part of the film. Oh, yeah. The, the, hardest, the hardest thing to do, and they nailed it. Um, that being said, what I'm going to do for here is... Uh, I'll do one thing first. Yeah. The A-Force moment. Okay, for me, had no problem with this. This is where all of the female characters came together. Uh, Captain Marvel, we referenced it in the opening. Captain Marvel asked Peter if if he has something for her, gives her the gauntlet, and they go. Right? All of them go. Some people uh, feel like this was forced. It was a force. Oh, <laughs> nice. It was overly feminist. It was feminazi agenda stuff. Uh, here's here. So, so I would say to that segment of people that feel that way, you are, as we always say, welcome to your opinion. You're allowed to be wrong. Uh, you, man. <laughs> I will say this, though. I'll admit this much. And I'm, and I, uh, hear me all the way out, because this is going to sound like I'm siding with them, I think. But I'm I'm really not. Uh oh. Because even 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 Ig was like ah that was a bit too like it stuck out right. I do. I've heard the words pandering thrown around. Pandering. A lot. That's exactly what I was about to say. I I do think on some level it is a bit pandering, be- because it's so manufactured that just all those characters happen to be together in that particular moment on this widespread battle like the just the logistics of them all being there together is very improbable like 14 million 605 in one (laughs) (laughs) but that being said i don't have a problem with it at all in fact i'm totally fine if it was pandering or manufactured because here's here's what i think they're trying to do 
they're trying to get to a point where these female-centric superheroes, female-centric action sequences are the norm to the point where we wouldn't raise an eyebrow, where mm. it just would organically flow in in a film, in any future film. We're not there yet as, as a movie-going audience. It's just we're not. And that sucks, but we're moving in that direction. And I think doing things like this and although, yes, a bit inorganic, sticks out a little bit, but it pushes the envelope that much more, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to get there that much faster and it makes like this. Yeah, it means much that much more that it's on the biggest stage possible. Right, right. And so in wrestling terms, it's called making someone, right? It's like if you watch WWE wrestling and you see Vince McMahon out there, and he's talking to any other wrestler, that wrestler is more important because they're talking to Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring. That's what they're doing here. They put the female Marvel MCU characters on the stage, uh, you know, in the final two minutes in the biggest action sequence they've done to date. And they let them shine. And, and the sequence was cool. Like, it wasn't like this weird thing where it sucked or, like, totally... Once they got moving, once mm -hmm. they got to their objective, to what they were actually doing, instead of just, like, all standing there for just a split second, they they operated totally fine within the narrative of the film. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's a thing that any of the Marvel characters would have done in that instance. So it was fine. You know, it's just the fact that they were kind of all together. Again, I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, I do wonder. I do understand why some people thought it was, you know, inorganic or a bit forced. But at the same time, look, it is. It's it's a literal ten second part where they're all together like that in a three hour film. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, their action sequence is like a little bit longer. It's like a minute or whatever. But like, if you can't let go of that 10 seconds and just move on and enjoy i don't i don't know what to do for you i don't know how to help <laughs> you at this point because like yeah there were a bunch of other 10 second sequences in this film that i wasn't like super keen on but guess what like it's fine you know most of the time hawkeye was on the screen <laughs> it's like why is he why are, why are you doing this to me um why don't you go fly up there with your hammer and do something? Talk to the guy in the red with the coat. <laughs> he was there. God, dude, I don't. Was that the best take they could get out of Renner for that one? That was hmm. that line was rough for me. I, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it twice so far. That line was rough. What about <laughs> you? Any any bizarre thing? Anything that you felt was just off? Yeah. Um, I, I think um, we were talking before the the previous podcast too. Uh, where I was saying, like, uh, you asked me, like, how, what, what'd you think? How, how'd you like it? And I said, uh, I opened with, uh, it was kind of weird that they repeated a lot of the beats of the first movie. And then uh, you're like, oh, wow. And I was talking actually about Hellboy instead. Uh, but that definitely applies to here, too. <laughs> right. um, I think a lot of the heavy lifting was done by Infinity War. A lot of the beats kind of, like, came up again. Like, um, that she's not alone thing where... Uh, Kind of like uh, Okoye and uh, Black Widow 
come in uh save Wanda, right? Uh, um, yes, yes, that's Scarlet that Witch. A Force moment we were just talking about. And um <laughs> Right. Long callbacks. This film could literally call Avengers callback. They, they, they did really they want did to. Gamora's death again, but just swapped out another female character. I didn't like that. Uh there was um Yeah, I you know, just let me interject you real quick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, there's not that many female established <laughs> characters yet. Should we keep killing them off? <laughs> permanently like this is this really okay i mean cool this is where we're i guess we're gonna bring she hulk in at some point or i don't know it's the sound of death for women characters yeah um (laughs) no it it was just kind of like um i I get that um what they were doing at large was kind of going back to the entire mcu canon and because this was kind of like a graduation right you're gonna see the highlights of everything that's come before um, but it was just that those moments that were were so kind of like immediately in our memories from the Infinity Wars. Like, do we need to, to do that? Could we have done something a little bit differently? But um, that that said, they still landed, and they weren't bad beats to play again. I guess it's just that I've seen them before, and they were like, you know, last year. Yeah, recent. You know, they did shoot both of these films back to back. It was yeah. a two hundred day shoot right where they shot so that i almost wonder if that's part of it because if you're if you're literally shooting both of these films all together it one it's all gonna they're gonna inform each other there's gonna be some bleed through yeah that's the point right isn't that the point of trying to do it that way but like yeah you run into these problems where it's just like okay yep you guys are breaking everybody off into teams again okay cool like uh is this a different movie like okay i i guess like we're we're just we're getting the stones again <laughs> and some stuff okay. worked some stuff worked really well like a uh, fucking fat thor with the guardians at the end i'm sorry the yeah. asgardians uh kind yeah, of giving the shit to the galaxy yeah 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 uh, i'm 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 the captain right Oh, 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 yes, yes, of course. Of course. He gives him that pouty face. Come on, man. Yeah. Fucking Fat Thor. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going after Noob69. <laughs> I love the meme that it, uh, Noob Meister69, I think is what, uh, the, the meme that's like an actual picture of Noob Meister69 and it's Loki <laughs> with a headset with a little chat headset on. It's good times. I, yeah, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, time travel. Time travel, right? This this film's big contrivance, it's big trope, it's narrative trope, is time travel. Mm-hmm. And they they make fun of it in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> about other, like, films in the in this universe, like Hot Tub Time Machine, Time some, Cop. Some of them Fox Properties? Back to the Future. Um, were they all Fox Properties? This was, I want to say it was like, a flex. Uh, I mean, maybe. Possibly. I mean, are they flexing against themselves at this point? Because oh, I can do whatever I want. Oh. Jesus, the mouse. Ah, uh, the mouse has all the stones. Uh, <coughs> but time travel is messy, and and I guess the thing, the this will be the last bizarre thing that I'm going to say, is that time travel is messy. Once you open that can of worms, god damn it, it is is hard to like write anything that makes sense after yeah i think the, you can, the whole nebula stuff kind of is where it kind of like got a little too sticky for me i was like does yeah. this really happen like that 
like when she killed her younger self? No, like when like um like she's just she's trying to bamf out. She's trying to go back to the present, and like uh, the other one like has a projection of what just happened. Oh right, right, right. Like how the fuck does that even begin to because of because of the neural connection or whatever. Like uh okay, so now are you saying that like across all of these timelines and parallel universes, I guess every soul is connected. That's, that's tricky. That's, that's implications, yeah, right? It's tricky. It is real tricky. I, I think the wise thing is to not look at it too hard, but <laughs> the Russos also should know better because people are going to look really fucking hard at this <laughs> stuff. That's what everybody does. It's, I mean, hell, part of this podcast was sort of born out of that like ideology, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly. So, uh, you know, it's fair. It's a fair criticism or critique. And I've never, I look, I love Back to the Future, but, you know, it's almost in spite of the time travel, I love those films, mm-hmm. that trilogy. Uh, this, this movie, by using time travel, it's just, it makes everything so much more difficult moving forward. Also, like, now everything's in the year 2023, so from now yeah. on, everything in the MCU is five years off. That's really weird, or I guess four years off. But that's really weird. That's going to be really weird. Here's what I'm going to do a hot take real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think happens, and I was going to say this for the what if, but I'm going to. It'll make more sense now. I think in 2023 for realsies, like real our time, they're going to do some film with either Kang the Conqueror or the X Men or something. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Pardon me, or Fantastic Four. I don't know where the fuck my mute button is, so you guys are just gonna have to keep hearing me cough. They're gonna do something in th- in the real twenty twenty three, which is in four years. They're gonna do something in one of the films that sets the timeline back to the present. Hmm. So that hmm, w- everything will match up again. I don't know why. I just think that that's something like I feel like they would have plotted out somehow, oh, even loosely. Some House of M type shit going down? Yeah, like a House of M or like, I don't know, Secret Wars just could be anything, honestly. They could do it a bunch of different ways. Because it's just going to be weird if for the rest of time this universe is set five years from now. It's really, <laughs> it's just really weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, maybe it doesn't bother everybody else. You guys let us know. Does it bother you? Does it bother you that everything's, I guess, four years away from where we actually are? Uh, the other thing is that this film is three hours long. Mm-hmm. And this is this is not really meant as a criticism, but it sort of fits. And I guess we'll talk about this more in the rankings as well. But it's three hours long. And to me, unlike Infinity War, which was two hours and I think like 47 minutes. So very close in time. You feel every minute of the three hours in this film. Yeah, um, and that's not to say that it's boring or that it's it's it slodges its its way through anything. Everything is important, and and everything serves story and serves character. But it's just, I guess, maybe because it has so much to do, and it's the emotional weight of it is is so much more than Infinity War. It really feels like three hours to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas Infinity War is kind of this oddly, even though it ends in the way that it does, it's like this brisk, like 
fun, like, adventure, and there's just shit happening left and right. Uh, and maybe maybe some of the, the newness of what Infinity War was made it feel more fresh. Hmm. You think if we had a, a huge Peter Dinklage in Endgame, uh, it might have cut down the... Hey, uh, man, if you had a huge <laughs> dink in anything, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> you were supposed to protect that. us. Tree! Where's the handle? The handle, tree! Like, dude, why didn't you plan this out better? Why didn't you have the handle right next to the thing, the blade that you were making? Like, you, like, plan this out, my friend. I know you don't have hands, but you got a head, right? Like, what are you doing? (coughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, Next segment is, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Oh hey hey Peter, do you have something for me, Peter Parker? No no you gotta say it. you gotta say it the right way. Do it do it you, uh, got, you gotta say it the right way. I don't remember how she says it. You say go it. ahead you say it. He's like you say it. Hey Peter Parker. No oh, god damn it. You got something for me? Okay. Is he a cable man? What is? <laughs> is he a pizza I, I, delivery I might have boy? A movie. I do. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> They're out there, though. Um, I think it's called Avengers Ben Game. I'm just saying. Uh... <laughs> hey, everyone. Is best new character, object location, etc. presented in the film? Chris, I'll let you go first. Who was your hey everyone, or what was your hey everyone for this for Avengers Endgame? Uh, <laughs> old broken Thanos. <laughs> Fat Thor. Oh, it's no, Fat broken Thor. Thanos. Oh shit, old broken Thanos. I uh, was my first guess, but uh, just because he gets worked so immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was a surprise, man. Holy Out there hell! Picking some fruit, about to make himself some gruel or whatever the fuck. Do you think he then... has some like quinoa? I think it was some quinoa up in there. <laughs> quinoa fruit. Um, He's trying to make a quinoa salad. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> I would bet is. money on it. I bet some money on it. <laughs> he just fucking gets work so hard. <laughs> God damn, he gets work. Like, and that's okay. So I just, I want. We wanted to bring Ig on here, but you know, he's got children, small children. He's not. It's just not going to happen. Without real Infinity Stones, I don't think we can make it happen. <laughs> Uh, this time, unfortunately, we might try to get him in on a small segment in the future. But he did want he did share something with me. I want to share with you all now, which is his whole thing was like, is Thanos the dumbest motherfucker <laughs> in the universe? Because his whole plan was to get the stones and snap. And yeah, he he succeeded. That's great. But he couldn't have the foresight to be able to live longer than a month. After succeeding, after all, like, literal years, probably decades of, like, putting this plan together, it culminated in him lasting a month. Less than a month. No chill. It it just fucking takes some time, man. Get, like, a Sirius XM kind of radio going. Just chill out some tunes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Download the newest episode of Comic Book Characters. (laughs) Leave us a five-star review, please. (laughs) Yeah, it, leave us some spicy takes on the Facebook uh, page. Um, Order a Casper mattress. <laughs> you have 120 days to try it out. 
take your time, dude. It's yeah, enjoy it a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know what he was thinking. He was like, yeah, uh, fuck this, I'm out. Let me just use those stones again. Fuck him up. He, he, yeah, he's that. He's that. He's that meme. The, the just fuck me up, fam. Yeah, the crying yeah, Brendan I mean, Fraser. He he really ha- stuck to this plan of like, I'm gonna do this one thing and then I'm done and like I'm literally done. I guess he just didn't care anymore. It's is it's a tough look for a guy Thanos who who <laughs> who won. He won the yeah. first movie. He won. He won. And then Nick was like, well, technically he won it. He was winning at the half. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shots fired. And then Iggs was like, he was like, okay, yeah, shots fired, but what's he going to do? Nothing, because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, fair. Uh, Now, granted, yes, they had Captain Marvel this time and and everything, but, like, they they just fucking work him up and down, man. Like, he just... (laughs) And, yeah, he was weakened from the second snap. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Rest in peace, Thanos. I guess like <laughs> at least rough. two pieces. I was shocked. I was shocked. Three, right? Head, body, hand. So. Oh yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Oh man, that was visceral. I actually was like worried for the children in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it for the, the the fact that all the Thanos like apologists and the Thanos like, oh yeah, here's he has some good points. Uh, so like right. the shit king. Yeah, it's the Thanos with Thanos was right T-shirt. Yeah, kids, uh, it's right right up there with all the all the people, all the parents that named their children their child Danny or Khaleesi. <laughs> Listen, uh, my guy, Daenerys Stormborn. Put some respect on her name. Daenerys Targaryen Stormborn, first of her name, Queen of the no. Andals and the First Men, oh uh, Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons. Oh my um, God, she did nothing wrong. Daenerys did nothing wrong. I'm just saying it's a tough look for all of those little Khaleesi's out there <laughs> chilling out in, like, first grade or whatever. If they ever steal an apple juice, it's like, well, <laughs> shit, just let them have it. Like, don't don't rile her up. It's fine. Daenerys did great things. Terrible, but great. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, hey, everyone, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you going to take Fat Thor? I mean, uh, Fat Thor was great. Did some I, people my, think he wasn't great? Do do people think that? I, Are I'm, people upset? I, I don't know. I mean, I I certainly didn't have that uh, re- initial response. Um, I'm I'm happy with a guy who looks like melted ice cream. <laughs> Here's my thing. My favorite thing about Fat Thor is there's, there's a meme that came out and it said like. What this film showed was that, you know, being depressed and feeling like a failure and sad and just kind of broken, he still was able to wield Milner later on in the film. He was still worthy. He was, does not make you unworthy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> As somebody who always went into psychology in college and just as a you know like i'm a fan of mental health awareness and and that's a cause that i champion and and try to stay abreast of to see something like that meme come out of this film and really contextualize that character that way i was like 
I was Shia LaBeouf in the movie theater. Just it's great. It like literally filled my heart with joy because it's such an important thing to take away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just shows you. And I don't know if that was their actual intention with writing it that way. Yeah, maybe it was just a comic bit. I I don't think it was just no. a comic bit. I think they definitely put a lot of thought and effort. The whole thing with his mom, like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. This is real. Like they, <laughs> this is purposeful. That that goes back to the Stanley's kind of philosophy, right? Like, yeah, you got to have superheroes. They got to have superpowers, but make him human. They got to have something right. else for the audience to be to to actually like and to cling on to to see themselves in. Um. Was right, because without that, yeah, without that, you have those GI Joe movies that came out recently. <laughs> like seriously, like that's what it is. It's the same shit, but with no humanity, right. and no one gives a shit about that. Uh, those characters. <coughs> but you were saying you were going to say something else. No, yeah, th- that's why all those character beats. Like, um, like I almost wish this movie was nothing but character beats, because <laughs> it's the end, right? Yeah. It's uh it's the end cap of this entire like ten year. Uh, 22 film fucking hell serial movie experience um, if it was just uh, uh, Tony and his dad talking uh, without him knowing it was Tony if it was just uh, fucking Steve not knowing how to approach Peggy in 1970 right. if, it, if it was just Thor and Frigga having a moment before they're, they can't anymore if it was just that I would have been happy um, because I think that's the strongest point, the strongest selling point of the entire MCU. We get behind these characters. We feel attached. There were people crying in the audience for a reason. Yeah. And not only that, you did name those three characters. Those are the three main MCU characters. They're the ones that all had the trilogy films, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's all purposeful. I mean, it's it's really beautiful what the, what the Russos did here with this one. <clears throat> Uh, so let's see. I'll give you. You know, I'll give you a second shot. What do you do? You have another? Hey, everyone. Hmm. Uh, any, any other shout out you want to give for a best new thing? Best new thing. I think it might just be um, all the Padawans that Wong, my boy Wong, coming in strong. Wong, Wong strong. Hashtag so Wong strong. strong. Coming in with all the Padawans or whatever the fuck, uh, just like uh, circling any in everybody. Making that connection. Yeah. Oh, fucking the on your left that uh, Sam gives to Steve. Yeah. Uh, so many callbacks. It was so great. The, that, that moment that see all of them kind of like pouring out of different uh, planets. Wakanda. Even. Yeah. You got the, the other Guardians. Howard the Duck. <laughs> coming out with a Tommy gun. You know, he's you <laughs> yeah. know he's going to fuck some shit up with a <laughs> duck. A Tommy gun wielding duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, also, we get to see instant kill mode from Spidey. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Which apparently is just a bunch of stabbies. <laughs> is gets real stabby. He would fit in so well in San Antonio. <laughs> well, you bring two knives. You got to fight your way in. You got to fight your way out. Yeah, he, he's ready to go. He could go to a Morrissey concert in San Antonio. <laughs> if he wanted to, he'd be ready. That's a, that's a joke, guys, because we all know Morrissey doesn't actually have concerts he just says he is and then he cancels wow well i think that would actually count as like um meat like cutting meat if you cut a person with a knife so that's another reason (laughs) nice uh all right moving on let's go to what if did we ever come up with this that's right 
What if Thanos was a seventies a Euro uh, European seventies rave song, whatever the fuck? All I know is apparently he's getting to the discotheque via the Thanos copter, so I'm here <laughs> for it, a hundred percent and always. Oh boy, like we're already kind of running a little long for this episode, and honestly, I feel like this is the segment that could warrant the most amount of time. <laughs> so, hope you guys are comfy. <laughs> Chris, uh, I don't. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick who goes first with this one. Uh, mine is still congealing, so I will let you go okay. first. All right. So I'm going to say, and this is going to tie in. And I'll, I'll go kind of elaborate more when we talk about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. But I'm going to say, what if Spider-Man is going to be? the new face of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. And I know, I know, look, I know, <laughs> I know that they're positioning Captain Marvel to be that. I know that. And that's fine. That's fine. I know that it probably should be Black Panther. But what about Spider-Man? Sp- Spider-Man but, can do it. But, but, Ta- Tom Holland, my personal friend. Our good friend Tom. <laughs> Historically, in the Marvel publishing universe, Spider-Man is the Marvel character. There's no debate about that. Spider-Man is the most popular comic book character of all time. Sells more merchandise than, like, literally the next, like, nine characters put together. Mm-hmm. Depending on what new deal Marvel or Disney and Sony sign and they're gonna do something there's way too much money on the table for them to not figure something out if they're paying Lord and Miller in the nine figures then yeah like like yeah Sony knows Sony's like okay wait 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 <laughs> we uh, this film is about to make three bills okay <laughs> we yes let's let's extend this partnership hell you don't even have to make him the face of the new avengers no what if what if you take spider-man and you take a shuri and Uh you take a maybe a hawkeye's daughter okay and make her into the new hawkeye uh uh bishop what's her katie bishop in the comic but like you know they change stuff in the comic make it hawkeye's daughter or whatever if you want what maybe about take uh, a, Cassie? We take a Cassie Lang, okay? You maybe you grab some of the runaways. You get a fancy Gert in there. A Nico? You you get a Nico in there, okay? <coughs> what if you get the kid, that weird kid that was just standing there <laughs> at the Iron Man funeral, Tony Stark funeral? I was like, who the fu- who is that? Did somebody let one of the employees from Hot Topic out into the? Really? Somebody come get him. Uh, second time I viewed it, I was like, oh shit, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. Wow, yep. puberty's a bitch. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, good for him, I guess. Let's 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 gather these younger uh-huh. oh, no. heroes. Oh no. And let's do let's do a Young Avengers. And let's, you know, they keep talking about wanting to do like a gay or lesbian superhero. Mm-hmm. 
I'll do you one more. What about a bisexual superhero? Hmm. What about, like, I don't know, let's create a character. Hell, fuck, let's make a new character entirely for the this universe and make them a character that speaks a completely foreign language as their first language and is just learning English through the team that they become a part of. All right. Let's really let's let's really try to stretch ourselves narratively. And let's do a Young Avengers and let's let's you know, to make it not off putting for the American masses, look, you couldn't have a better banner boy, a banner dude than Tom Holland Peter Parker leading that team. That would be fun. That would hmm. be I think it would be so great. You could get a trilogy out of that. You can do with just one film. You can do a lot of different things. But I think it would be amazing if they went in that direction. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, there's definitely the sense that we cannot continue with, like, the adult Avengers for a good long while. Like, even if it's, uh, you know, the remaining ones. it's They have to be on a shelf for a little bit to let this kind of ending stick. So I, I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're you're just building up all of these lesser known characters. You'll get a viv vision in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I you know that's just me. That's my what if, like Chris. It. What's your what if? My what if. Uh, taking it back to Wakanda, um, King T'Challa was gone for five years. What if in that time they broke the wheel? Like, uh, it's. We're very happy to have you back, T'Challa. Uh, but we've instituted representative government. We've Arya Stark is there. She's <laughs> we've okay. federalized Wakanda. Uh, please join us, but um, you're no longer king. What if there's another succession crisis in Wakanda? Oh wow, I like it. I oof yeah 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 yeah. All right, Marvel, Kevin. My guy, we're here. We're ready. Let's make some dollars. Let's get that bread. Uh, yeah, man, I really like that. Right, and we so, because I think it, 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 you got like he was a, he was it, there was a ruling class. Nobody was like hurting. Um, right. I, I can't wait for people to be on the internet like uh, maybe Marduki isn't that bad. He works in the MCU so well. Um, Oh, God. <laughs> See, now you said it, and now it's going to be a thing. Like, <laughs> I'm just fine. saying that, that um, I think, and this is kind of foreshadowing a little bit for our lists, but um, they were able to handle political stuff and, like, tiny, like, negotiate policy negotiations so well in some of these movies in the MCU that I don't think it's, without, it's out of their purview to do that for T'Challa, to do that, like, for, for sure. Wakanda. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, like, M'Baku, right? He didn't get snapped, so he'd been around. Oh, he definitely got snapped, sir. M'Baku got snapped? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, no. Okaye didn't. Okaye didn't right. get snapped. Though. Yeah, she's beholden to that throne. Right. So, like, what's her story? Did the Dora Milaje, what was left of them, did they rule? Was that, right. was that, yeah, I, I want to see that. God, how can that good, not good. be addressed, right? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Um, 
and this is actually a perfect segue into the next topic. But before we do that, uh, yeah, man, what do you what's what's your final thoughts uh, for Avengers Endgame? I mean, we waited. We didn't know it at the time, but we waited 11 years for this. <laughs> uh, the Infinity Saga has now has now come to a close. What are, what are your final thoughts on this one? It was a remarkable feat to be a part of it to just on the distribution end, <laughs> just on the point of sale end. But it, it, you still feel like you're a part uh, of the MCU. You still feel like you're along for the ride. Um, just because of the investment that you've made in these characters that we've all had, that we've all made that it, it is so remarkable that this tiny kind of like um, minority culture has become the mainstream. I think that's the biggest takeaway that um, yeah. like you have all these like uh People like doing the funny spoiler things, like all the teachers like writing like little bits of the spoiler on the board. Oh the my class. god! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the mainstream now. Who the fuck saw that happening back when we were in high school? Nobody. My, one of my favorite memes out there is a picture of Spider-Man um, being webbed to the gauntlet. Mm. Or no, to Mjolnir. 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 And he has the gauntlet in his hand. And the, the meme says, if you would have told me <laughs> 11 years ago that we were going to get a film where Spider-Man was webbed to Milner while holding the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> and that's absolutely true. You know, we were talking about the kids earlier, about what it would be like to be a child to experience these films. But to be... Of the age that we are. To have context. In, right. To know what it was like before. Um, it's something I tried to explain to my sister, Bianca, who is 15, you know. Like, you have, you don't know. <laughs> you know, it wasn't always like this. It wasn't anything like this. You couldn't go and buy Captain Marvel socks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had a Spider-Man tie... <laughs> you were basically like, I don't want to talk to anyone for the rest of the school year. I let alone, you're not going to get a dance. That's for sure. Now, if I could see like Captain America themed bow ties mm -hmm. at people's proms, <laughs> it's like what? It's just wow. Um, it's ubiquitous, man. So yeah, oh excellent, excellent SAT word there. Uh, I mean, good job, Kevin, Russo's, everybody, everybody involved. You guys have legitimately left and made a legacy that's on par with Star Wars, with Tolkien, with with Harry Potter. I would argue uh, is in a different class from Game of Thrones at this point. Hmm. Uh, now, granted, Game of Thrones isn't done, and I don't mean the show. I mean, like, the books, too, and everything that it encompasses. So, like, we, we'll see where that ends. But as just a, a property of, of characters of entertainment, they... Part of the journey is the end. And I think this movie, you can't really appreciate it on its own. And maybe, if you want to make the argument... That because you can't fully appreciate what this film is, just, just Avengers Endgame. That's a fault, and that's a mm. detriment to the film. I will hear that argument. 
I don't think you're wrong. But I also think you're missing the point. To be able to make something that satisfyingly closes a chapter that, of a book, of a story that was 11 years in the making in 22 films is extraordinary. And because it was able to do that, I don't think this film should be should have to be judged on the merits of the film itself by itself. Hmm. I think you have to take everything in together, and in that sense, it excels on on virtually every level. That's my final thoughts. <laughs> now we get to look toward the future, and there's no better look than that of Mr. Peter Parker going on vacation. There he is again. To uh, Does he have something for us? You bet he does. He has a fun-filled <laughs> adventure for us, our the grateful audience in his presence. We're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. We got the first official full trailer um, for the film, and... Wow, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. They don't pull any punches. We got Tom Holland coming out before the trailer even starts. <laughs> and it's like, I know I spoil everything hey, already, guys, in the real I, world. Sorry, guys. I'm really bad about this, but <coughs> if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, please know that there are spoilers in this trailer. <laughs> and boy, are there. Right off the bat, they're like, Tony's dead. I miss him so much every day. You know what? Hold on. Actually, and I, I do this every time. One more thing I want to touch on for Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say this goes back to the Bizarro segment, but I, I will be remiss. If You're I using those pin particles, it. man. Going back in time. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're staying on, uh, on brand with the movie. Nat didn't get a funeral. Or at least not one on screen that we saw. That's a bit rough. Thor throwing that bench. I mean, you mean I'm Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, that was a nice moment, but come on, guys, you guys got to stop doing that dirty like this. Uh, I was, I thought that was a bit problematic. I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah. I mean, Tony's thing was nice. It was beautiful. Uh, that doesn't mean you, you have to, like, scrub Nat off, though. <laughs> like She was another Avenger. We lost another Avenger. Yeah, core Avenger, too. You know, The Tahit's like program that. was made for this not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the S.H.I.E.L.D. Watchers! Yep, yep. Oh, man, that first episode came out. I haven't seen it yet. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that show. How much longer will it go? Probably this season. It's probably it. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. I I did have a problem with that. I uh, think they should have done something more for her. But uh, yeah, anyway. I think I got it. What if like uh, Scott was like, listen, guys, I know it might be inappropriate, but I got something that could really, you know, we just one time for her. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> this is a toke yeah. session, man. Yeah. Yeah, do like a like a that seventy show <laughs> where they're all around the table, the camera comes <laughs> oh, around. Man. 
<laughs> it would be like a nice callback to the Schwarman yeah. scene, right? <laughs> Again, thanks. We are here, and we will say yes. <laughs> that's a that's a, a blanket statement. That's if you put enough bread in our hands. I'm saying. Uh, I am a mercenary. I can't be bought. All right, gold cloak. That <laughs> worked out real well for them. Uh, all right, back to Spider-Man Far From Home. We're pin particling back <laughs> through the quantum realm. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, yeah, Mysterio. He's a good dude. He's the best dude. I mean, he's Beck? From, this is Beck. Yeah, he's like, I got two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> Where's the smoke at? This is I got green itself. smoke. I got sc- green smoke and a fishbowl head <laughs> where it's at. He wants to break uh, all the sex laws. Oh, what? What? Uh, apparently, back. apparently your Beckfu is not as strong as mine. My Beckfu is not that strong. Uh, you know, just a really random tangent. This is, has nothing to do with anything. But for some reason, and this is how I know we're in a simulation, because my avatar is broken. There was an MTV, like, little commercial on MTV that they would show a bunch, like, circa 1998, uh-huh. 1999. And it was Remy, or Lemmy, not Remy, Lemmy from Motorhead <laughs> talking. It was real quick. It was just like, it was a bunch of different famous people kind of talking about music shit. And Lemmy was like, I don't know what the future of music is, but I hope it's Beck or something like that. Mm. Like it says something to that effect. And that sticks in my head all of the time. <laughs> like, it just randomly pops up. I'm, like, buying groceries, getting bananas, <laughs> you just got Instead of, like, a little devil and angel on the show, you got a Lemmy from Motorhead? I guess that'd be the devil. Talking about Beck, though. Like, it's it's so weird. How often that thought in that little commercial like comes into my mind? It, it's it's really I'm like yeah this is a simulation like there's just no <laughs> other there's no other explanation. Uh, back to Quinn Beck. Okay, so this guy's the best dude. He's the best guy. He's a, he's a superhero. Solid dude. Could he used could he use Spider Man in his Earth? What is Earth? On my planet. planet? Uh, is he an alien? No, no, he's not an alien. He's from Earth. This is a different Earth because uh, apparently the snaps tore a hole in the fabric of the, the multiverse. All right. Uh, yeah. Do we take that at face value? Well, <laughs> it is Mysterio. Uh, if you read the comics at all. At all, or watch the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, or any of the other cartoons that involved Spider-Man. Hell, the video games that have <laughs> Spider-Man and Mysterio. Old Man Logan. Uh, old Man Oh, Jesus. God, I wasn't ready to think about that. Holy hell. <laughs> Just give me a second. Oh, my God. Oh. But yeah, bells for everyone. God, Jubilee, no. <laughs> I like your raincoat. Oh my God. Uh, oof. Yeah, if you've if you've really seen any other iterants of Mysterio, you might wanna just you know Nick Fury. You might wanna you know maybe do a little background 
check. You know, I, I don't know. There's this show on MTV, I think. It's, it's called Catfish. You just... <laughs> you might want to watch it. Might, uh, might give you some ideas. I'm just saying, uh, dude might not be on the level. But if he is, or if he at least partly is, this opens up the idea that there's a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's a spider verse. Fucking crazy. Where are you? Or are we gonna get a Toby Maguire Spider Man, Andrew Garfield Spider Man, no. Toby, uh, Tom Holland Spider Man, Emma, second Toby Maguire. <laughs> it was Spider Man and regular Spider Man. Emma Stone Spider Gwen. Oh, Jesus. Yep, this is where we lost Freddy. Oh, oh, I'm just saying it's open. Oh yeah, piss off, go not go spider though. Go spider. (laughs) She 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 can come on in. Doors wide open. Uh, (laughs) So if if, (laughs) the widest wide cannon. If. Look, if this even opens the door just a nudge for any of that stuff to happen, I'm immediately here for it. This is the most important film in the entire Wow, MCU. wow. Hyperbole here tonight live on Combo Characters. <laughs> I mean, he has to be bullshitting. This is mysterious. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's bullshitting. It's <laughs> but, but maybe... But maybe. We'll see. I think this film is going to address a lot of things. A lot of people are asking. A lot of people are asking. So, wait a minute. There's Flash, Nutshot. God, that's great. I will forever be 12 years old because that is fucking hilarious. The Nutshot is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Flash, Ned, MJ, everybody else from the other movie... They're all still the same age. Nobody's aged five years. Uh, everyone's like, how is that possible? Well, I don't know. How can I be? Well, okay. Here's the thing. They all got snapped away. So, you know, that's just that's just what happened. They happened to get snapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like 10 to 15 kids that are important from the first movie. <laughs> Uh, that got snapped and you know that's just that's convenient sure but hey the school's probably got several thousand people so yeah okay I mean it's you know it's not the strongest writing thing in the world but you know it was, I, I'm okay I'm okay with the, it. the shot at the end of Endgame where they're kind of wrapping everything up the the like the second yeah. denouement I guess uh, where uh, yeah. Peter's going back to school uh, it seemed like the first day um, because everybody's kind of rushing yeah. at the same time. I don't know. Maybe they always do that. They always wait outside the doors of that school or whatever because it's for nerds and shit. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe that that has to be addressed, though, right? I think this movie's going to address it in some way. Now, will it be satisfactory or satisfying? Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's gonna be tough. I'm waiting for like uh, Ned to have not been snapped. And he's like a he's like yeah. a chaperone on the trip instead of like a student. That would that would be hilarious. Now somebody else brought this up. I thought it was kind of interesting. Now it doesn't really matter. They don't have to do this because, like, they never mentioned his age anyway. But if you bring Miles Morales huh. into the story somehow, 
and he didn't get stabbed, oh. so he's dealt with Earth for five years of the bullshit uh-huh. post Thanos snap. And he's just got that different perspective. I think if ultimately that's how you go. Are you with trying him, to future trunks Miles Morales? I'm just saying, like, maybe he was 10 when the snap happened. Okay. And now he's 15. And so, or maybe he was 11 or 12 and now he's 16 or 17. So maybe he's the same age as Peter, but with a totally different perspective. It's grizzled. A little more grizzled or just a little more, like, like war, war, worn down or, you know, just something. It gives him that nuance that right. really can make him if different that, from Peter. If that kid on the bike that Scott asked, hey, kid, what's what happened? If, right. just look, if, if that's the look that you give people, like, are you fucking kidding me right now, guy? Right. Yeah, man, all those kids are damaged. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that could really, really do something for a Miles mm. Morales if you want to bring him in at some point somewhere down the road. You really, you really, really could do something very interesting. Um, you got to make sure it doesn't go into caricature, you know, especially as a minority character. But, like, yeah, I think you can do some really cool stuff. I think this film is going to answer some stuff. I think, hell, I think this movie has a shot at a billion dollars. Okay. Iron Man 3 did a lot after Avengers. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Uh, and this is a bit of a spoiler to our rankings thing that's coming uh-huh. up. Iron Man 3 didn't deserve to do a lot. <laughs> but it did uh, because it was the movie after Avengers and everyone wanted to know what happens now. Like, where does this mm. go? Uh, yeah, people are going to want to know what the fuck happens now. Where does this go? And it looks like we're going to get a really, really fun story. Uh, in Spider-Man Far From Home. This trailer looks like a really great time. What are your thoughts, Chris? What sticks out? Yeah, um, I think what stuck out most for me was like uh, the insistence that Nick Fury has. Like, no, it's you. It's all on you. It's on, it's on your shoulders. Uh, you've been to space, bitch. Uh, I like I like yeah. how that's a qualifying parameters for like being a class A-level superhero. <laughs> a leader. <laughs> like, no, no, all this is on you now. You're the only one here. Uh that yeah, that that frames it in a really kind of like tense situation already from a trailer. Yeah, it's there's a lot on his shoulders. It kind of goes. It's really it's a really interesting reversal for the Peter Parker character because you've got in Homecoming right. His whole thing was like, "I'm ready. You guys got to give me a chance because mm-hmm. I'm ready." And now he's like, "Fuck, I don't know if I'm ready, guys." <laughs> Like, it's really what this it guy, is. And it's seems awesome. really cool. Maybe you should let him do it. Yeah, just like, look, he can fly. He's kind of like Iron Man. Like, just for, you know, just give him a, give him a shot. Like a, like a two-year trial. Sign to a rookie three-year contract. Yeah. Yeah, wait till, you know, wait till we get to that fourth-year team option. Then we'll see how, how it rolls. Where's the cap space at? Uh the cap, the Captain America space. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, Falcon's got it right now. That's right. <laughs> you were right. You were right to just no sell yeah. the shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't yes and for sure. I didn't no but. I just crickets. <laughs> yeah, that's worse though. I think that's worse. The nothing, the void, the void is worse. Uh, this trailer looks great. Uh, Tom Holland, golly, man. he This dude was just born to be uh, Peter Parker. He feels 
so natural in this role. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's must. What was that? Huh? Yeah, he's agile. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to it. We've got the trailer up on our Facebook page over at facebook.com forward slash before pod. We'll see ultimately what Quentin Beck, aka Mysterio, is up to. Uh, I don't know. Are they swerving us? Maybe he is just a good guy, and that's just the thing they're gonna do. Is, is like, it? They're gonna. Is it some? Is it mixed business that he has? Is there a sea sea change maybe, coming? Are mutations involved? Right. That's. Oh yeah. That's another thing that people talk <laughs> about. He, is he a weddle? Game is. Uh, I'm just wow. gonna stop listening to Beck albums. Uh, okay, that's what you were yeah. doing. I was like. Odele? No Odele? <laughs> Did you say Odele that's already? Too, uh, that's, come on, man. That's low-hanging fruit. Okay. Uh, people did uh, hypothesize for Endgame. Did the snaps create mutants? Ooh. They literally make a point to say no energy. Rocket's like, no energy's ever been seen like this before. It is mostly Gamma. Uh, so, yeah, man. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll get some hints at it in Far from home. Did it create multiple uh, that's, Hulklings? That's real convenient. I mean, that's a really smart move for them if that's how they want to introduce mutants into the MCU. I'm just saying. It, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, we'll uh, we'll we'll check it out. We'll we will keep tabs, of course, on Sorry Far From Home. But I am thrilled. I think it looks like the perfect kind of fun uh, film that we need after. Uh, like a palate cleanser after Endgame. Mm. Real quick before we get into this, the final right. rankings, I do because I don't want to big wheel myself again Uh-oh. for a second week. We didn't give out a big wheel last week. Uh, there's a big wheel for this week, which is gonna go to us Disappear. for also forgetting. For forgetting to name a big wheel last week, but also forgetting something else entirely. We'll get to that at the very end of the episode. <laughs> but before we get into the rankings, I did have some quick little trivia bits for Endgame. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of listeners love this, so I, would be, I didn't want to skip it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the only cast member who was entrusted with the entire film script. Wow. <laughs> uh, he, so, you know who definitely was not entrusted with Your the entire boy. film script? My boy, our good friend Tom Holland, literally was told that this, God damn, the scene at the end, Tony's funeral, was a wedding. <laughs> and if you go back, now when you guys go, guys and gals, go back and watch this film, look at fucking Tom. There's a scene where he's smiling for a second. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because they told him, like, oh yeah, you're, you don't see them here, but we're going to put it in later. It's, it's, Pepper and Tony or whatever, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's smiling. It's funny. Uh, during the Marvel Studios opening sequence, uh, where like the little Marvel logo comes up, all of the characters that were affected by the events of the snap were removed. Oh, wow. So if that little opening Marvel thing felt weird, it felt longer, slower. Uh, that's why there are characters that are missing. That's not the only thing. Uh, they really kind of go above and beyond with this. For the music sequence of the title card, half of the instruments were removed <laughs> as well. 
So that's why, like, it sounds a little different. The little, like, Marvel little fanfare that comes up. I mean, they really... These nerds, man, they're really they're really putting some effort in here. Uh, in a brief scene where the members of the Avengers are flashed on the holographic mm-hmm. screen, the headshot of all the ones that who were, who were snapped away, the headshot for Scott Lang was literally pulled from Paul Rudd's IMDb profile. <laughs> His profile photo. So that's hilarious. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, small cameo. Jim, Jim Starlin. The creator of Thanos uh, makes a brief cameo in the film as a member of the support group that Cap is in uh, toward the beginning of the film. During the final battle, uh, this is this is a rage, but God, I had to I had to uh, include this Mm -hmm. one. During the final battle, Thanos spins his double bladed sword in front of him. Like the rotator blade of a helicopter. Oh, God. Referencing his Thanos copter from the comics. I have the first appearance of Thanos copter. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Thanos copter is amazing. Uh, this film, we talked about this earlier, but it was shot back to back with Infinity War over a period of 200 days. At the beginning of the film, Natasha gets a report from Okoye about an earthquake under the Atlantic Ocean. In the Marvel comics, the Atlantic is the home of the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, ruled by the Marvel hero slash villain, oh. Namor, the Submariner. Are they hinting at Namor? God, these, I mean, maybe not, but I mean, maybe. These guys are good. <laughs> They're really good. Uh, and then the last thing, and this is, uh, I sort of talked about this earlier, how I plan on seeing the film again, uh, either tomorrow or the next day, sometime this week. Avengers Endgame and its predecessor, Avengers Infinity War, were filmed entirely on digital IMAX cameras, making them the first Hollywood films shot entirely on IMAX cameras in an exclusive open mat aspect ratio of 1.9 to 1. So, if you have not, if you have not seen the film, Jesus Christ, why are you listening right now? But... <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen it, or if you're looking to see it again, it might be worth it to see it in IMAX. I know for a fact that they're doing non-3D screenings, so 2D IMAX. Hmm. Uh, you literally will be able to see more because the cameras were IMAX cameras. Yeah, maybe this time I'll be able to see Howard the Duck. Yeah, he's well, he's he's in there. I mean, he's just got to look real quick. It's when uh, it's when uh, Hope Hope comes in and rebigifies. Uh, yeah, it's right, right in there. Okay, last bit of business. Whew, man, <laughs> you know, this has been really fun. I know it's been long. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. Uh, hey, if you want to take a break and give us a five-star review over on uh, iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> hell, Facebook, Stitcher, wherever, wherever. LinkedIn. You, we're everywhere, wherever you go. LinkedIn, uh meatfarmers.com <laughs> Christian Mingle you know wherever uh, Whole Foods oh my god I was about to say Whole Foods you beat me to it yeah, there you go uh, we've decided to rank at the conclusion of the Infinity Saga the 22 MCU films and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let's see here I'm gonna break it up Two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna this is my my top. I'm gonna go reverse order. 
uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna stop when I get to my top five, okay. and then I want you to go reverse order and stop when you get to your top right. five, and then we'll specifically talk about the top five. Got it. And we can, you know, if you have any particular questions, like, or if like one, I say one, you're like, wow, I can't believe it was that low. We can talk about it for yeah, a second. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, this is, this is kind of for us and also for the listeners, uh, for sure for the listeners, for y'all out there. But we, this is also for us. We're, we're, these, we're real fans of these films. And it's just nice to kind of look back on all this stuff. All right. At the very bottom, I have The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> followed by Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. Whoa, 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 Iron... whoa, whoa, whoa. Back the fun bus up. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do shame black like that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get it. Right. I just say, I okay, here's the thing. I didn't originally have it this low. I had it much higher, like way back mm-hmm. when I was sort of formulating this list like months ago uh, before Endgame came out. But it kept coming up on some channel that my mom watches. And whenever I would go visit her, she, she, it was on. It was on a lot. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that I like this movie that much. It's real weird. I get that it's trying to be different. But, like, it, I don't know that it's different in a good way. Just because something's different doesn't make it good. Now, I know Ignacio likes Iron Man 3 a lot, so he would be pretty upset yeah. that I have literally second to last. Yeah, I will tell you right but, now, I do not have it uh, second to last. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Thor. Okay. The first Thor. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Alright. Thor the Dark World. Also, again, I, I really want to reiterate right. this. Interesting. Um... Uh, I want to reiterate this. Uh, oh, like these films, almost all of them t- to a person is they're enjoyable. Yeah. So, so like, just cause they're at the bottom of the list. Look, I'll watch the incredible Hulk 10 times before I watch Batman. Versus <laughs> like that's not even a, I mean, it's a joke, but it's real. That's a real, it's real. That's a real statement. <laughs> I, I really mean that. Uh, Thor the Dark World, Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America the First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Ooh, all right. Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Avengers Endgame, mm. Spider-Man Homecoming, all right. Captain America Civil War. Uh-huh. This is where it gets, starts to get kind of like uh, clumped up at the, at the top. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so really, honestly, at Spider-Man Homecoming and up, boy, like, tough. <laughs> tough time getting these in what, order, in any kind of what order. What number are we at right now? Uh, so, technically, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Spider-Man Homecoming is uh-huh. ninth. Captain America Civil War at 8th. Avengers at 7th. Mm-hmm. Iron Man at 6th. What are okay. your bottom uh, 17? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Um, so like you have the Incredible Hulk all the way down there. you got to have a strong foundation to build upon. Uh, there there wasn't much. He can handle the weight. <laughs> there wasn't much MCU in this one either. Um, 
After that, I have uh, Thor The Dark World at 21. That movie takes itself way too seriously. I think all of the ones I have down at the bottom fall into the trap of taking themselves way too seriously. Um, yeah. Number 20, I have uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, case in point. Okay. Uh, right. 19, I have Iron Man 2. Uh, I He was really fixated with that bird, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of <coughs> think the other stuff, like Howard Stark being kind of a dick and uh, screwing over his Russian counterpart friend, dude. Um, yeah. Still, though. I love, I love, God, do I want Sam Rockwell in the MCU. Steeler. Especially with Tony Stark out of the picture. This is the perfect time oh, wow. to, to insert Sam Rockwell into the MCU. Please, <laughs> Kevin, we know you're listening. Please, please, please. Bring Sam Rockwell back. He wants to do it. He already Such said. Such a good dancer. Just do it. Ah, the best dancer <laughs> in the MCU. Could beat Star Lord every day of the week. Uh, all right, please. Yeah, continue. eighteen. I have the uh, lowest ranked. I think um, origin th- of Thor. I have that at eighteen. Um, okay. Ant Man coming right up behind him at seventeenth. Then Ant Man Wasp at sixteen. Okay. Um, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, fifteen. Um, then I got Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 ranked a little bit higher for me than it did for you. <coughs> That's, it's fine. I, again, I'm really, and I'm going to be honest, I, I was really influenced by the, like, three times I saw it in, like, a span of, like, ten days. Yeah. Where I saw giant chunks of it, and I was just like, oh, this film feels so weird. It just, it's almost not a superhero film. Yeah. And I guess... I guess that's cool, and it, it just it it sticks out so much. It has me. so many like uh, memorable parts know. for me, at least. It has the fucking the where he has to get everybody who's falling out of Air Force One. Uh, he has yeah. to pick them up, and then immediately the AT wheeler hits the suit. The truck hits him. Um, yeah. It has a uh, fucking rescue, kind of helping out. Yeah, uh, it has a uh, fucking Jarvis piloting himself and going gentlemen, and then kind of like kicking ass. Uh, yeah. I, I dig it. I, I dig when I, I catch it on reruns, whatever it's on FX, and I, I... okay, and that was the channel. It was yeah. FX. That's what she was watching. Anyway, uh, I do love Ben Kingsley <laughs> as the Mandarin yeah. or the fake Mandarin. He's great. He's really good in that. Uh, all right, please yeah. continue. Uh, at eleven, I have Avengers Endgame. Was that about the same for you? Uh, let's see. I've got it at. I have it ten. Okay, so, so pretty yeah. much, yeah, it's. Uh, the rewatchability, like you were talking about earlier, it's kind of low on Adventures Endgame. Um, yeah, especially when you compare it to uh, Infinity. For sure. Right. Uh, after that, I have Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. I think we're almost the same on that one. Um, Iron Man at eight. Avengers Infinity War at seven. And uh, then Captain America Civil War at six. Okay. All right. So... <coughs> Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess we'll do my top five, and then we'll talk about it. And we'll do your top sure five, and, and and then whatever sticks out, we'll talk about. It. At number five, I have Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. At number four, and I'll I'll name all of them. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. Uh, number four, Black Panther. Number three, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Number two. Guardians of the Galaxy. 
number one, Avengers Infinity. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Surprising. <laughs> all right. Um, for my top five. Number five. Yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier. Number four. OG Avengers. Number yeah. three. Thor Ragnarok. Number two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Number one. Black Panther. Wow. Wow. I think we're both surprised by our number yeah. ones. Our respective number ones. I I totally get Black Panther as being a number one. I mean, it is literally was a cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. uh, that film. The highest, you know, the numbers bear out your pick. The the highest grossing single superhero uh, film of all mm-hmm. time. Not that awards mean that much, I guess, unless you win them. But it did win the SAG Award for Best Ensemble. Um, yeah. It was nominated, nominated for Best for... Movie. Yeah. No, it's you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and this is subjective. But you're not they had wrong. Kung Fu Kenny on the uh, soundtrack. It's got yeah, uh, Kendrick Lamar doing some mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got phenomenal acting, especially by Michael B. Jordan. The real question is, what are those? Shuri throwing out <laughs> really old meme references. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not even, I'm, I won't argue against it being number one at all. Do you want to know why I picked Avengers Infinity? Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised. I almost had Guardians number one. I almost had Avengers number one. All right. I could see Avengers for sure. It's kind of like the, the, what do they call it? It's the proof of statement or whatever. It's like, yeah. uh, this is our template from from now on. This is how a big come-together movie can work. Right. And it's great. And Avengers, man, that's talking about a rewatchable yeah. film. The first Avengers is, whew, it's a fun ride. God, that movie's so good. It's really great. It's really great to watch. The reason I picked Avengers Infinity War is because... It's like it's like the Russos saw and took what Joss Whedon did with Avengers, mm-hmm. and they put it through a fine tooth comb and a microscope, mm. and they said, "How can we improve on this concept in virtually every way possible, and bring in even more of everything that makes Avengers great?" But let's let's just keep raising the stakes. And in doing more, what can we do that's more? And what can we do? And ultimately, so let's talk about this real quick. Because I think for the most part, our, our top films. Did you have a Captain America Winter Soldier in your top yeah, five? Yeah, five. Okay. Okay. So specifically, I think Black Panther, you could argue too, for sure with this. But here's, here's the thing that I think is unique to these films. Um. Avengers Infinity War, Guardians, Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, and I think you could argue Black Panther mm-hmm. as well. But especially Ragnarok, Winter Soldier, and Guardians. They all did something drastically different than what we were expecting, than what had come before them. Um, they took existing characters and completely repositioned mm-hmm. them. They brought in characters that no one gave a shit about <laughs> and made them immediately 
So important. Infinity War, the reason I ultimately was like, you know what? This shit deserves to be number one. (laughs) Because not only does it do everything Avengers does. And granted, they had a template. They had Avengers, right? If Avengers didn't exist, I don't think you can make Avengers Infinity War. I mean, clearly you Mm -hmm. can't. But, like, I mean conceptually and narratively. But Infinity War was able to do something that nobody in their right mind would have thought was even possible at this point when it came out last Mm -hmm. year. That ending done fucked up everything. (laughs) Nobody thought they were going that way. Nobody did. And... Because Guardians and Winter Soldier and Ragnarok took us places that we were not expecting, we didn't even, not only did we not want to go there, we didn't even know we could go Mm -hmm. there. Those films took us to places that we couldn't even conceptualize, and it took us, and it was great. Infinity War took us to a place we didn't even know we could go to. That's what it has in common with those other yeah. films. And that's why, to me, it deserves to be number one. Well said, yeah. Uh, no, I to- wholeheartedly because, agree. Yeah. So that's my argument. Look, it's subjective. I'm not trying to fight anyone. I don't want <laughs> at me. Don't, I don't care. This is for fun. But that's my yeah. argument. Like, I thought about it. I thought about it and thought about it. And I didn't even have Infinity War in my top five initially. I had it like sixth or seventh or somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. I go, look at all these films in the top five and look at what they have in common and why I think they're so mm. important. We're kind of the way that I think Iron Man and Avengers are so important. They're very closely connected. Iron Man was the first superhero film that made all this possible and really made the, the full template of like what Marvel was going to do. Avengers was, like you said, the template for how can you bring all these characters mm. together? And we ended up getting uh, Age of Ultron and Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame out of out of that. But yeah, that that's that's why I ultimately put Infinity War was, which was I was shocked. I shocked myself, <laughs> like legitimately. I was like, really? I'm going to put this here? And I was like, I was like, no. I go. I remember how I felt when that movie was over. Yeah. I, like I, I remember that conversation. I remember that phone call <laughs> at two a.m. Whatever the hell. Like, yeah, dude, did that just yeah. fucking happen? I fucking know. That was that was. Uh, and people kind of gave it some hell for at the time. They were like, "Oh yeah, that's tricky going pull off once, but fucking hell, what a trick." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is a tricky pull off once. Yeah, they still pulled it off. They still did they it. They had the stones, and I'm not talking Infinity, to actually write that, to actually film that. My God. that That's like, it's up there with Empire because of it. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, master Students of the game, Russo's. Uh, any, any final thoughts before we uh, close up and hit Big Wheel? Um, just shout out to my boy Killmonger. Uh, another reason I picked him uh, Black Panther for number one uh, is because... So great. Uh, Best villain in the talk MCU. about proof of concept. I, I like probably... this is how you make, like, because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I fucking love it. Ronan is kind of just Ronan. He, he's a yeah. Bad guy. Uh, he's kind of cool how he's like petulant, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's there to be the antagonist. Um, you could almost. 
By the way, let's just real yeah. quick. Uh, can we talk about real Nebula's arc from Guardians to Endgame? Yeah, okay. and like, what the hell happened there? Wow. That was awesome. So good. My father's many things, but a liar, he's not one of them. Just Yeah. Wow. Uh, but Killmonger was such, like, it, it grabs your attention immediately, like, to the point where you're, like, question the narrative, like, oh, man, like, Right. You mean the protagonist of Black yeah, Panther? Yeah. You mean Killmonger, a.k.a. the protagonist of the movie? <coughs> the deserved. The earned. Yeah. Like, you know what, Betty Hoff and Weiss? You want to learn how to earn your actions for characters? <laughs> how about you watch Black Panther? They they don't have any other shows or anything to lead into that. They built that character from the beginning of that film to the end of it. And everything he did was earned. In that story. You're not wrong. So if they can do it in one movie, I don't understand what Betty Hoff and Weiss are having trouble with with two seasons. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> just my opinion, I guess. Uh, yeah, man. I, again, I don't think you're wrong. I, I Black Panther is incredible. Incredible film. It's rewatchable. It's quotable. Hey, Auntie. Expands the universe. Even that, that's been so expanded already. It provides us with the best MCU villain. Uh, yeah, you're right. Though You know, I do think about that. And, and there definitely is an argument to knock Guardians down a bit for the sort of eh, crack Ritz cracker that is. <laughs> that is Ronin. I just called him a Ritz cracker. Uh, that's great. Uh, but so much of Guardians, everything else about it is so fantastic. They got my dick uh, message. That's right. God, I forgot the music, the the just the 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 love that's put into those characters. It's it's so great. Uh, yeah. Any anything else? Uh, uh, just waiting for that big wheel. Yeah, man. All right, so Big Wheel for this week goes to us for not talking about the Joker trailer in the last issue of comic book characters. And here we go. Yeah, or maybe we don't go, Joker. How about how about That's that? What the bombs didn't explode. Guess what, man? Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> And we are those the people. Because we're not. <laughs> Dracarys, we're not going to talk about it now either. <laughs> and we remember. We remember right now. So just remember that, listeners. We're making, we are making a forget. choice. We're making a narrative choice here. We will talk about it. Promises. We love you 3,000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we will talk about it on the next episode. Of comic book characters. But until then, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3000. Fucking stay Wong Strong. <laughs> <laughs>